0: Log Talk Radio. All right. This is LBG Bazaar coming on. You're on. All right, gotcha. Thank you. All right, this is LBG Bazaar coming to you from Watchmen on the Wall, end time ministry, giving glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that is, the one that was, and the one that is to come, the everlasting, the almighty God. We thank you for being with us this evening at 9 o'clock. I just come out of prayer meeting, and I kind of got in kind of late, so that's why I've been uh, 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 trying to get on. But anyway, we want you to bow your heads at this time, just before we bring the message. Uh, Brother Jackson's supposed to come on. Amen, so let's bow our heads Eternal Father, we come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy We ask you right now to give us the strength, Lord To preach your word in season and out of season Realizing that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God And that he's coming back again to get a church without a spot or without a wrinkle We ask you right now in Jesus' name Use me, use Brother uh, Tim Jackson as he comes on Amen. We ask you to endow him with your wisdom and with your spirit that we can break the word of God down to a point where we can understand and we can receive salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir, this is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio, and we're going on down there in what? We're going down in Atlanta, Georgia, and then we're going to go on over there to Lubbock, Texas, and we're going to talk to Tim Jackson. And see what he has to say. But at this time, I want you to get your Bibles out. Amen. Um, I want you to go to Isaiah. uh, The book of Isaiah. We will read these words. Amen. Isaiah 53rd chapter. I want to read that chapter for you. Amen. And give you some vital information. The only information that can save mankind. The only information that will ever stand forever and ever and ever. The information that God sent down from heaven. Amen. To do a job. And that was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, God's son. God in the flesh. Manifested in the flesh. Seen of angels. Justified by the spirit. And guess what? Received up into glory and he's coming back again to get a glorious church that was purchased with his own blood. Amen. Hey, Brother Jackson, you in yet? Amen. Amen. If not, we're going to go ahead with this year, verse that that we have, 53rd chapter. I'm going to read 12 verses of it. I want you to pay close attention. Amen. And see what power is in this chapter of Isaiah. It says, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid as it was our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bored our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his strife we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears. Is dumb he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, who shall declare. This his generation, for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was, he is stricken and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when he shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteousness service justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities Therefore will I divide him as a portion with the great, and he shall divide the poor with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercision for the transgressors. That's 12 verses of the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah was known as the evangelistic prophet, and this is one of the greatest prophecies in the middle of the Bible, Isaiah, 53rd chapter. It gives a picture view of the crucifixion, listen, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, 700 years before it happened. Isaiah gave us a picture of him hanging on the cross, Gave him a picture of his shed blood. Gave him a picture of the nails that put in his hand. He was laid in the grave with the wicked. He went to the slaughter as a dumb lamb. He opened out his mouth. They slaughtered him. They, 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 they mutilated him. And yet, the Bible said he didn't say a mumbling word. This is what, and the only way, this is what, And the only way God could what? Redeem man back to himself. And it's given a picture of here of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, came down to earth. Yes, he did. He came all the way down from heaven, and he was born of a virgin Mary, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Stayed here 33 one half years. He did miracles on top of miracles. But all that he did, all the miracles that he did, all the, the, the feeding of the 5,000 and the healing of the sick and the raising of the dead and casting out devils in his name and, 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 and changing people's lives, the only way that God could change lives is he would have to die. For you. In other words, God Himself became human. He became a human being. He was God a hundred percent, and he was man a hundred percent. And out of all the religions of the world, of all the religions and all the denominations and all the Bible scholars and all the theologians and all the all all of them all of them cannot comprehend the fifty third chapter of Isaiah because the fifty third chapter of Isaiah gives us a picture of a sacrifice, a sacrifice. Somebody had to sacrifice their life for the sins of mankind, from the sins of Adam and Eve all the way across 4,000 years, and now we're living in 2023, and guess what? This is the only sacrifice in the Bible that was permanently, that was real, that was unique, that cannot be changed. There's no other way that a man can get to God, but he has to come by the Savior of the world, and Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, which is God Almighty in the flesh, and he gave his life on Calvary's cross because there was no other sacrifice that could take away and get rid of sin. So what you're saying, preacher? I'm saying that the blood of animals and turtle doves and red heifers and, and lambs and goats in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament was only a type and shadow of a better sacrifice. This sacrifice had to be done. And who did it? God did it. Why did God do it? Because there was nobody else to do it like God. Because God is almighty. God is omnipotent. God is immutable. God is all-knowing. God is the God of heaven. He made the heavens and earth. He spoke the heavens and earth into existence. He is self-existent himself. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's intelligent. He's a spirit. And those that worship him, those that honor him, those that love him can only love him through the spirit. You cannot love God Almighty because your spirit has no connection with knowing who God is. The only way you can know God is through his sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior, and Christ means anointed. In other words, God is in Christ. Christ was was God in the flesh. And Jesus Christ is a Savior. But see, God had to become human in order for him to taste death. In order for him to taste death, physical death, not spiritual death, God cannot die. God cannot be crucified. It took Jesus Christ to be crucified, and that was God in the flesh because he had to become human. And when he died physically, he died for what? The sins. Of the world. What kind of sin? Every sin you can think about. Let's see what sins Jesus Christ died for. Here's what he died for. He died for the sins of the world. And since he died for the sins of the world, that puts somebody had to only not only die, but they had to be put in the grave. Not only they had to be put in the grave, but they had to get up out of the grave on their own power. Nobody could pick Jesus up out of the grave. Nobody couldn't because Jesus Christ said, I got power enough to lay down my life, and I got power enough to pick it up again. I received this of my father. So God raised himself from the dead in Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came from the dead, resurrected on that Sunday morning, guess what? He paid. He paid. He paid the penalty of all the sins of the world. For every human being that ever was born, he paid the price for their sins. Because man cannot save himself. Man cannot die and get up again. Man cannot be nailed to the cross. Man cannot shed his own blood to save anybody less on himself. So man can't do nothing when it comes to salvation. He can't do nothing. He can't save himself. He can't save nobody else. He can't let nobody nail him to the cross. He cannot go to hell and come back on his own power. He can't do it. It's impossible. And the reason it's impossible, because man is a sinful creature. Man was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, the mother received you. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how sweet you are. I don't care how many uh, years you've been going to church. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many times you've been saying, well, I'm saved, I'm saved. But let me tell you, if you are not saved, you need to be saved. And the only way you can be saved is through what? Repentance. You got the willing enough to turn from your sins. Uh oh, uh oh, somebody made a mistake. Well, preacher? What, what what about these people that don't smoke, don't drink, don't go out? They just have uh, try to have clean fun. What about the smart people who who have never been did a crime? What about those? What about people who are just good? I don't care how good you are. You cannot enter the kingdom of God until the new birth occur. And the new birth can only come from Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except to come by me. So what I'm trying to tell you, Jesus Christ is the only one that you can receive salvation through what? Through the repentance, through the cross. Through the sacrifice, through the one and only one, Jesus Christ. These are the people that need salvation. First of all, every sinner needs salvation. Every sinner, every man, woman, born needs salvation. Salvation through Jesus Christ. Not by the church, not by the Baptist, not by the Presbyterian, not by the Catholic, not by Jehovah Witness, not by the Mormons, not by Scientology, not by Buddhism, not by Judaism. No religion, no religion ever can enter into the kingdom of God. You say, well, what about Christianity? Well, Christianity is really not a religion. A Christianity is a relationship, relationship a spiritual divine converting redemption relation, relationship with Jesus Christ by his blood on Calvary's cross because when he shed his blood he shed his blood for the remission of sin for the bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin there's no forgiveness of sin there's no cleansing of sin there's no justified justification of sin there's no sanctification of sin without the blood of Christ. You must be born again. Here's what the Bible says. Those that are going to be lost if they don't turn from their sin. Listen what it said, And he said unto me, it is done. Christ is speaking here. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water's of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But, but the fearful, the unbelieving, all those unbelieving souls, every soul that's walking in unbelief, and the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers and the sorcerers, and the idolaters, and all liars shall be shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This is where all sinners go, all sinners. And if you're a sinner, you are in one of these categories. If you're a sinner, you're a liar. If you're a sinner, you're probably an idolatry. If you're a sinner, you're probably a whole If you're a sinner, you're probably a sorcerer. If you're a sinner, you're probably doing abominable things and you are walking in unbelief. Because the Bible says, whoever is believing and is baptized shall be saved. And whoever believeth not shall be damned. My friends, we are living in the last days. We are living in a time Just before the return of Jesus Christ and the only way that a man can escape the wrath of God, escape the damnations of hell, escape the tribulation period, escape the mark of the beast, escape escape the 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 28 judgment that's gonna fall upon this planet. The only way that you can escape is through the blood of Jesus Christ. You got to repent and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died and rose again on the third day morning. And on the third day morning he got up. After the grave with all power in heaven and in earth, that he stayed up on the earth forty days and forty nights, and he told the disciples to go back down to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, for I'm going to send you some power from on high, and you shall be baptized, baptized with the what with the Holy Ghost it's not a thing, it's not a it, it's a he. it's the third office of the Trinity of the triune God, one God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. All three are one and they are co-equal. Each one got an office to work. The Father is the Creator, the Son is the Savior, and the Holy Ghost is a comforter for the born again believer because it's got power to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Because when you receive Jesus, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive Jesus Christ in the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes in your life, it'll change you. It'll change you. You no longer will be an adulteress. You will no longer be a prostitute. You will no longer be a a lesbianism. You no longer will be a homosexual. Why? Because the spirit of God changes you from the inner to the outer. It motivates you to turn from the wickedness of Satan because Satan is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And if Satan is nothing but a liar. He's nothing but a murderer. He's nothing but a whoremonger. He's nothing but a sorcerer. And a sorcerer is a drug addict. So when you see people taking drugs and taking all this year stuff that's killing them, that's Satan working through them to damn their souls, because as long as you own that stuff, it's going to damn your soul. You got to turn from that stuff and believe on another, another antidote. And this antidote is the blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ comes in in your soul by faith, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And the Bible says, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can you preach unless God sent him? And God doesn't send preachers on this earth, and there's some preaching now the truth, and some is preaching nothing but lies, and some is preaching nothing but damnation. But Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Who is the way? Jesus is the way. Who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. And if Jesus is the way and he is the truth, what's wrong with the world? They're not following him. They're not following him. They're following Satan. And Satan loves sin." Satan is the original of sin. Satan started sin in heaven when he tried to rebel against God and take over the throne of God and rule the angels, rule the galaxy, rule the universe, rule everything that God had created, which he had nothing to do with because God spoke Lucifer into existence. Lucifer come forth and Lucifer appeared and when he appeared he appeared as an anointed cherubim anointed cherubim you talking about gorgeous you talking about good looking you talking about extraordinary let's see what the bible tells you what Lucifer looked like before he fell in the 28th chapter this is in the 28th chapter of ezekiel ezekiel said Lucifer looked like before he fell. This is what he looked like. The 28th chapter of Ezekiel said, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Taurus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up. Now, this man named Taurus, his heart was lifted up because of Luciferian pride. The devil, it's talking about a spirit that rules this man's life, the king of Taurus. And listen to what he said. He said, and thou hast said, I am a God. That's what, that's, a, that's what Lucifer said. I am a God, but he's speaking to this man. I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God. Though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. So this is not a this is a man, and this is a spirit that's saying he is wiser than Daniel. That's that Luciferian spirit, that devil spirit, saying he is wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hid from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding thou hast gotten thee riches and has gotten thee gold and silver into thy treasures. By thy great wisdom, Lucifer, and thy traffic, hast thou increased thy riches, and thy heart is lifted up because of riches. Luciferians, demons, devils, the devil is the god of this world. He rules in high places. He rules the world for 6,000 years already. He has been in control of the human race and he has ripped the human race apart. He has ripped it from top to bottom. He has tried and is trying to damn every soul that is ever born. And majority of the world today is lost. The majority of the world today is following Satan. The majority of the world today is looking and looking and looking and and following the devil himself, and he is doing a job because that's the only job he can do, and that is to kill, rob, and destroy. He's destroying marriages. He's destroying young people. He's destroying young women. He's destroying the government. He's destroying the the political government, the religious government. And he is destroying every government on the face of the planet, and now the government of America is in jeopardy because a Lucifer is trying to get rid of all the nations of the world and take control of them, and he's doing it because the society is letting him do it. Therefore, saith the Lord God, because I have set down heart as a heart of God, behold, I will bring strangers upon thee the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. Listen at this. Listen at God's word. Gonna bring them down to the pit, and thou shalt die the death of them that are slain in the midst of the sea. Wilt thou yet before him that slay thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man and no God, N-O, N-O, no God, not N-K-N-O-W, but no God in the hands of him that slayeth thee. Thou shalt die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation and to the kings of Taurus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou shalt seal it up to some full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been, what? In the garden of Eden of God. Every precious stone. Listen to this. This is, this is Lucifer. This, now, this is what he had. This is what he looked like. He used to look like. He don't look like that no more, but he's got the world dressing up now. He got the world, man. They got all kinds of stuff. But listen, what he got? He said every precious stone was our covering. He was covered with sardis. He was covered with topaz. He was covered with diamonds. He was covered with beryl. He was covered with ox. He was covered with jasper and sapphire and emerald and carbuncle and gold and the workmanship of the tarbets. Ooh, at tarbits, he had music and pipes were prepared indeed in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed children, that covers and I have set thee so that was up on the holy mountain of God. Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. In other words, Lucifer was in heaven one time. That's where he started from. That's what God created him. He brought him forth. This is what he looked like in the book of Ezekiel. He was gorgeous. He was extraordinary. Fantastic. He looked ooh If you could have seen this. Cherubim. Before he fell, if you could have looked at him, you would, you would, you would have dropped your head in admiration, and you probably would have looked at him and said, "Ooh, he looked like God." We see no man has seen God at any time; only the angels behold His face. And here we got angels as shown in the book of Ezekiel exactly what he looked like. Thou art the anointed cherubim, a cherub. That covers. I have set thee so. Thou was up on the holy mountain of God. As thou walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire, thy way from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. He's a violent critter. He's a violent critter. And thou hast, thou listen. 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 Thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as a profane out of the mountain of God. He cast him from heaven, threw him down to earth, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty, and thou hast corrupt thy wisdom. His wisdom is corrupt. The devil is corrupt. We look at the world today. Look how corrupt the world is. Look how witchcraft is swooping the land. Look how people are using young girls' for prostitution. Look how people are slaying and killing babies and putting them in the dumpsters. Look how people are using homosexuals and, 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 and lesbians. Look how people are using animals to have sex with. Look how people are going to church. They have a form of godliness, but they don't have no power. They're doing everything that they want to do, then they try to bring their worship before the Lord, but the Lord don't want nothing worship. That you think is worship Because God said The word God said He's a spirit And those that worship him Must worship him In spirit and in truth If you're not coming to God In a truthful heart You can't worship God If you can't come to God In a lying heart You can't worship him If you come with a backsliding A backwards way of sliding You can't worship him The only way you can worship God Almighty Is in the spirit and in truth And so now Thine heart was filled because of thy beauty. Beauty is what got Lucifer. Beauty tore him up, ripped him apart. Yes, this is a beautiful world, and yes, we got some beautiful people, and yet still we got some lot of unbeautiful people. We got some people that are mean, cruel, dogmatic. We got some people who hate God. We got people who hate Christ. We got people who are killing and shooting and murdering. We got people who are using all kind of witchcraft and voodoo. Oh, we got gangs leaders. We got men who are rebelling against their husband and wives, or villagers to the husband and their husband against the wife. We got young teenagers raping and killing and murdering. And you know why? Because Satan said, I'm going to try to damn every soul I can get my hands on. And he's saying now, that there's no way that man can be saved, but he's a lying wonder. He's a lying wonder because Jesus Christ got power, power beyond power, and he can save. You know who we can save? He can save those that want to be saved. You've got to want to be saved. You've got to want to know God. You've got to want his holiness. You've got to, to want. His righteousness. You're going to have to want His forgiveness because God is not going to force this on you. God is not going to shove this down your throat. God is not going to beat you across the head with a stick and say, accept my son Jesus. No, He ain't going to do that. Jesus said, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon me and learn in me, for I am meek and lowly. Come to me and I'll give you rest to your soul. He wants you to come willingly he wants you to come in a repentant spirit the devil don't like for you to come to christ because if you receive jesus christ your soul your soul your soul can be saved from sin death hell and the grave jesus is coming he's coming back he's coming in the twinkling of an eye he's going to do what He's going to rapture the church in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air, and we are living in the end time period. And Lucifer knows it, and Lucifer is trying to prevent souls to stop coming to the cross. Don't come to the cross. And Jesus Christ said, I'm here because I died for you. I'm here because I sacrificed myself. I'm here because my blood, my blood has power to sanctify your sin-sick soul. Your soul needs Christ. Listen, 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 listen what devil, This is Satan. He said, thou hast defiled. Thy sanctuaries, by the multitude of thy iniquities, the churches have been defiled. The sanctuaries have been defiled. In our modern-day church age time, has defiled the sanctuary of the Almighty God. People living in any kind of way they want to live. They say anything that they want to say. They do homosexual acts. They do all kinds of sex acts and everything and tell God, hey, you can leave it or you can lump it. I'm going to do what I want to do. Satan is using the human race to rebel against the almighty God. And the Bible says whatever you sow, you're going to reap it at the end. He said, by the iniquities of that traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee and it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee, and thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Again the word of the Lord came unto me. Woo! Son of man, set thy face against Zidane. And prophesy against it. My friends, this is what I'm trying to say this evening. The 53rd chapter of Isaiah is the only hope to the world. The only hope that I got, the only hope that the population of this earth has is Christ. If Christ don't save your soul, if Christ does not save your soul, And if you do not come to Christ in a repentant spirit and believe what he done for you 2,000 years ago, he actually literally uniquely died. God, now let me me get something straight. God can't die. You can't kill God. Nobody birthed God. God is self-existent. But God is the begotten son the only begotten son. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the son was given and a child was born. And that child is Jesus Christ, which is God Almighty in the flesh. He came to earth. He came to earth. Earth. Third planet from the son. Earth. It's what God put man at. Earth rotates around the sun 365 times a year. One year equals 365 days. It's rotating now, and you don't even aware of it. It's going to rotate until God stops it. It's been 6,000 years since the beginning of man. This is the last millennium we're living in. And the last millennium is when the church is going to be removed. The church is getting ready to be removed. It will be not the end of the world. It will be the end of the church age, the age of the birth and the, the, the growth of the church. Because everybody, every day, somebody, somebody, somewhere is receiving Christ. Every day. Ever since the day of Pentecost, somebody is getting saved every day. And I mean saved, not saved, but saved. And wherever God saves, no man, no woman, no force, no entity can pluck them out of God's hand. Salvation is free. Salvation is eternal. Salvation is no end. You have eternal life if you repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the Lord to change your life. If you have not had a change, then you most likely you ain't saved. Because the Bible says, therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, everything is new. And the old is passed away. You're no longer the same. You are a different person. Now you're in Christ. You have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, which is God Almighty, by faith. Faith is what saved you. You're not saved by works. You're not saved by your good looks. You're not saved by your education. You're not saved by how much money you got. You're not saved by how much successful you are. You're saved by the grace of God. You deserve, I deserve, to die and go to hell. But the grace of God says no. Justice wanted to cut you down yesterday, but mercy says no. I want to save that individual from the damnations of hell. Because let me tell you, there is a hell for sure. There's a hell for sure. There's a hell for sure. Oh, yes, there's a hell. There's a hell for all the wicked dead. There's a, there's, a, there's a hell for all the wicked that's living if they don't turn from their wicked ways. If you die your sin, you got to pay for your sin. And the payment is eternal, everlasting destruction. Don't go to hell. Don't go. Don't let the devil take you to hell because that's the only place he has to go. He can't go no further. When, he when he's dropped into hell, He'll be there forever and ever and ever. He will no longer be able to do what he want to do. And those that follow him, those that took to the devil's side, those that rejected, listen to me now, those that rejected Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will Perish. Forever in the lake that burns with brimstone and fire. My friends, we are in the last days, and I can prove it to you right now. Here is one of the one of the most unique prophecies that I went over a couple weeks ago that's happening right now. Right now. 2023, this is what's happening right now. In the Middle East, in the Middle East, in Jerusalem, right now, there is a World War III in the making. There are Habalah, there are Hamayas, there are jihads. There are nations surrounding Jerusalem right now, and they are firing missiles at Hapa. They are firing missiles to uh, eliminate the Jewish nation right now. It's on the news, but the news is not getting it on the circular news. Cause, and when you talk about Jerusalem, you're talking about the end of time. When you talk about the restoration of israel you're talking about the end of time when you talk about the mark of the beast you're talking about the end of time when you talk about the twenty eight judgment you're talking about the end of time when you're talking about the two witnesses that's going to come and preach the gospel in the tribulation you're talking about the end of time when you talk about hundred and forty four thousand you're talking about the end of time end of time end of time when you talk about the temple and the uh Uh, uh, The five red heifers You're talking about the end of time You're talking about it more than ever in human history Because we're at the end of time And the last thing and the next thing That's going to happen pretty soon Is going to be the end of the church age Seven churches of Asia Minor Seven churches of Asia Minor All seven of them Exist today And out of all seven of them Only two Only two, only two churches that was preaching the gospel and fulfilling and following through what God called them to do, and that is to preach, save Jesus and him crucified. That's what these two churches were preaching. The other churches weren't preaching that. They were preaching Save Jesus, and crucified, and the return of Jesus Christ. And the churches today are sleeping. They're slobbering on themselves. They think we got a whole lot of time. They're not preaching what? The cross, the blood. They're not preaching grace. They're not preaching forgiveness. They're not preaching hell's fire. They're not telling people, look, you're going to die if you don't come to Christ. You're going to die, and you're going to go to hell, period. I didn't make that up. God said that. Because he said, no wicked, no sin, no abomination, no lowdown, dirty, rotten, conniving, mystified sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. There ain't going to be no sin in heaven. No, not one drop, not one bit. It's going to be spotless. It's going to be Righteous. It's going to be sanctified heaven. It's going to be a justified heaven. It's going to be a love in heaven. It's going to be a heaven that we will never end. And no sin will ever enter in the presence of God in heaven. Well, where is heaven going to be? A lot of people say they going to be way up in the sky. No, they're going to be way up in the sky. Heaven is going to come down here. Because God is still going to use this earth. He's going to use this earth, and he's going to renovate it. He's going to set it on fire, and he's going to burn every sin, every dross. He's going to purify with a purified fire, and he's going to recreate that a new heaven and a new earth brand new brand new but he's going to use this earth because this is what he made it for to be inhabited and he's not going to let no red headed slew-foot two foot devil take the earth from mankind because he gave it to man, and he's going to return it to man. And the only way he could do that is to redemptive the blood of Jesus Christ by him dying on the cross. He can redeem man. He can redeem the restoration of man. He can bring man back to God, and man can have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. That's what he's going to do. And no church member, no preacher can change it. No bishop can change it. God has already set it in motion. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can I be born again when I'm old? He said, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, Verily, barely, i send to you. Except you be born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot see. Did you hear what I said? You cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, A baby is born. And guess what? If that baby's going to be born and it's going to stay in his mother's womb for nine months, it has to have a water sack. It got to live in water. It floats around inside the belly. It turns all that for nine months in the water. If that water is not in that, 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 that womb, that baby cannot be born and come out that mother's womb until the water sack breaks. When that water sack breaks, that water comes out and that baby comes out of the mother's womb. is born of the water and born of the spirit. To be born of the spirit means that that child, that baby, has to be born again not of flesh and blood, but of the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ said, be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That water is a cleansing agent. That water does not save you. That water is a typical... allegory or typotype and shadow of the burial, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if you will get saved today and you die tomorrow and never been baptized, you still will go to heaven. Why? Because you've been born of the Spirit of God. And being born of the Spirit of God, that means that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will immediately go to heaven now. If you say you're saved, then the Spirit of God will lead you, lead you to a place, and God will lead you to be baptized. Now, if you don't get baptized and the rapture occur, you still will go to heaven. But that baptizing is a is is a is a type and shadow of you telling the world, I'm dying to self, I'm going down in the grave. I'm going down an old man, but when I come up out of the water, I'm coming up a new man because this new man is the water which represents the Holy Spirit, and it baptized my soul, my spirit, my interbeing, and now I'm a new creature. So a lot of people say, if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you can't go to heaven. That's a lie. That's a lie. Jesus Christ said, the thief on the cross from this day, you shall be with me on paradise. And he hadn't even come from the grave yet. And there's people on the battlefield, there's people who, 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 who were on the sick bed, amen, accepted Jesus Christ and never was baptized because they died the next day. Would they go to heaven? Yes. Why? Because they repented of their sins. They knew they were sinner. They knew that they, they were evil and, 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 and they, they repented of it. And they wanted Christ to come into their life. That's a personal relationship. And that personal relationship has to do with you and God. You and God. You and God. Not me. Not no preaching. It's you and God. You and God. And when you come to Christ and you mean it, I mean, you mean you mean it. You mean it. You mean it. And Christ knows you mean it. He'll come into your life. So where we at? We in the end time. So religions and denominations never make it to heaven. And I was saying there's no sin in heaven. That means there's no partying, no drugs, no prostitution, no game shows, no football, no basketball. Ain't no time for nothing. Ain't that stuff ain't in heaven? Because when we're in heaven, we're going to be serving the Lord. We're going to be doing things that, who basketball would be trash just like it is taking people to hell now. Football, basketball, all kinds of different recreation, taking people to hell because they think more of that than they think of their soul. And their soul is going to be ending up in hell because they refuse to accept Jesus Christ as the personal Savior and take Christ first. Football second. Anything else second. God is supposed to be first in your life. So that you can be a what? A beacon. So you can be a light to a dark, dark, cold world. This is a cold world. This is a mean world. This is a dog, this is a dog eat dog world. This is a world that says me, myself and I and nobody else. This is a world that don't care nothing about the souls of men. This is a world, this is a world that's full of war killing, murder. This is a wall full of drugs. Everything that's not like God, the devil got it. And the people are trying to enjoy it. But right now, we are headed for World War III. World War III is in the making right now in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the city of the king. This Jerusalem that I'm talking about is the city in which Christ will return. Christ will return to the place called Jerusalem. That's his focal point. And when he comes back, he's coming back not to die no more. He's not coming back to play pinnacle. He's not coming back to play bingo. He, gonna, he ain't playing. He ain't playing the first time he came. He's not playing this time. He's coming to judge the world in righteousness. And the world said we ain't got time for that. We got things to do. I got a couple more life. I got a couple more years to live. Hey, they don't say you're gonna live tomorrow. You could die right now. And if you die right now and don't know Christ, you're gonna die and you're gonna end up in hell. And the B- the Bible promised you that. The Bible promises that if you require if you reject Christ, you're going to hell. Now, you will going to call God a liar? God don't lie. God can't lie. God can't to- tolerate liars. And there's a whole bunch of liars on the face of the earth now. Because when man is born, he's born to everything that you can name. Liar, backbiter, hypocrite. He, 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 hey, he's in all them categories. And the only one that can straighten you out is the power that's in the blood of Jesus Christ. We're living in that last day, getting ready for World War III. World War III will converge in Jerusalem. World War III will be the final war before the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon will happen at the end of the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation cannot occur until the rapture of the church. There's a big fuss about this rapture. Oh, people have been fussing for generations. Is there a rapture? If there's a rapture, where is it in the Bible? I can't find a rapture in the Bible. You can find the word caught up. You can find the word translated. And translation means to be transported to one place to another. Rapture means to be caught up. In you know, Wherever you are and you're caught up, it means that you're going to be caught up where Jesus Christ is. Where is that in the Bible? John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many a mansion. If it wasn't not so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, you're going to be there also. And also puts Christ in the heavenlies, and it also puts me, if I'm going to meet him in heaven, that means that I have to leave this earth. And if I leave this earth, I'm going to be caught up. I'm going to be raptured up to meet the Lord in the air because the Lord said, I'm not going to let my body go through what? I'm not going to let my body go through the tribulation period. No, the church has already went through 2,000 years of persecution, killing, murdering, burning the stake, guillotine, hanging, in the line arena. The church has been persecuted more than any other institution on this planet. And the Jews have been persecuted. And the Christians have been persecuted. And God is saying, I want my body. I want my body. I want my loved ones. I want the ones that I died for and they accepted me. I want them. And I'm going to deliver them out of the tribulation period. And by the way, it's a fact known that the tribulation is not made for the church. The tribulation is not made for the church. The church has nothing to do with the tribulation but to tell the world that there is going to be a tribulation because the tribulation is made specifically, specifically, uniquely for the Jewish people. The Jews. Thank God for the Jew. Because if it wasn't for the Jew, there wouldn't be no tribulation. There wouldn't be nobody to preach the last message during the tribulation period. And God said the Jews has not fulfilled their mission as I have called them to do 4,000 years ago. And the Jews today are looking for their Messiah. And the Messiah, the false Messiah, is here. He is here. He is waiting. He is waiting in the wing to come on the scene, and when he come on the scene, the Jews said, we want to prepare a place where he can rule. So the Jews said, we are going to build a temple because we believe we got the power to go back into Judaism, and Judaism is done away with. There's no more Judaism. There's no more sacrifices of animals. There's no more sacrifices of goats and turtle dogs. Why? Because Jesus Christ made the final and the unique atonement to die once for man, and that was he died on Calvary. When he died on Calvary, he had power enough to be resurrected by his own power. He got up out the grave on the third day morning. He paid. He paid the penalty for sin. He paid it. In full. Do you want it? Do you want Christ to pay for your sins? Do you want Christ to come into your life? Do you want to be left here after the rapture? Do you want to face the Antichrist and his cohorts? But God gave the Jew the right to have seven years to fulfill the Jewish nation ministry. God told Daniel, told Ezekiel, told Isaiah, told Jeremiah, I am going to give you, the Jewish people, I'm going to deal with you for 490 years. 490 years, God promised Abraham, promised Jeremiah, promised Ezekiel, promised Isaiah. He promised every prophet that I am going to deal with Israel. I'm going to deal with them for 490 absolute years. And he has dealt with the Jewish so far, 483 years. God has dealt with the Jewish people. But by the Jews rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they were cut off seven years short at the cross. At the cross, God cut the Jews off. How many years? Seven years. He cut them off. He said, I'm not going to deal with you until after the church age. I ain't going to deal with you until after the church age. They were cut off in 70 A.D. The Jews were cut off. God said, I'm going to let you alone, and I'm going to go to the Gentiles. I'm going to graft them in to the olive tree. When I graft them in, it's going to take 2,000 years for me to build the church, my church, blood-washed church, from Jews and Gentiles. The church today is consistent more of Gentiles than Jews, but it's the church's job to preach to the Jews to let them know that Jesus Christ is the Christ that they know and show them love and win them to Christ. And they can be born into the church. So the church age is almost over. The last big, big episode just before The rapture is found in the book of Psalms. Psalms, the 83rd division of Psalms. This is what's going on in the world today. Listen to what it says. This is ASAP. ASAP made this prophecy over over 1,600, 2,000 years ago. He made this prophecy, and he says this. He's telling God here, keep not thy silence, O God, hold not thy peace. God has been peaceful. God is peace. And God is holding his peace. And here is Asaph telling God, hold not thy peace and be not still, O God. Please, God, do something. Why? Because Asaph is praying for Israel. For God to do something to the heathen nations that surrounding Jerusalem today, the ring of fire. There's six nations getting ready to try to eliminate the Jewish people, and eight chapters crying out to God, saying, "Oh God, keep not silent. Don't sit on your throne. Don't do nothing. Don't hold thy peace. Be not still. Make some movement, oh, God." I'm crying out to you. Make some movement so we'll know that we got some kind of protection. He says, for lo, thine enemies, whose enemies? All the enemies, and Arabs, and Muslims, and Hamayas, and Jihars and Hezbollah, all these nations is surrounding Jerusalem now, and they are shooting missiles through the air, at least 125 or 30 missiles a day, trying to weaken Israel to give up and submit themselves and trying to share the land and it ain't gonna happen. Listen, for lo, the enemies make torment and they hate they hate that. They hate B. having lift up the head. They have taken craftly counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. Let us wipe Israel off the map. That's what they're doing now. 2023. May. The 11 they're trying to cut Israel off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. This is what they're trying to do. For they are consulted together. They are plotted together. They are confederates together. With one consent, they are confederate against thee. The tabernacles of Edom, the Ishmaelites, the Moab, and the Haggreens, the Gibbals, and the Ammons, and Am- Amalek, the Philistines, with the inhabitants of Tyre. The Assyrians also is joined with them. They have hoping the children of Lot. Do unto them... As you did into the Midianites into Syria and to Jabin at the book of Kishon, which perished at Edor, they became dung for the earth. Make the nobles of Oreb Ezeb, yea all their princes and Zebar and Zemulah, who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. O oh my God, make them a wheel as they stumble before the wind, as the fire burneth a wood, and as the flame setteth the mountain on fire. So persecute them, O God, that's what he's saying, with thy tempest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yeah, let them be put to shame and perish, that men good God Almighty, that men may know that thou thou, whose name alone is Jehovah art the most high over all the earth. These countries that surround Israel, they are working at breaking Israel down to a point where they believe that they can invade the Jewish state and take over the Middle East. This is what's going on right now. It is going on because ASAP said there is a time coming when God is going to move in on these nations that surrounded Jerusalem to teach them a lesson that they never will forget. And this lesson is, you will learn from this that you don't touch my people, for they are a holy people and they are my people, and I'm going to deal with them the last seven years Just after the rapture occurred, I'm going to believe and I know for a fact God is going to rapture his church, take the church to the judgment seat of Bema. When he takes them to the church seat of Bema, that happens in the sixth, fourth chapter of Revelation, when a door will open in heaven and a trump will say, come up hither, and the body of Christ will be translated In a moment of a twinkling of an eye, in the speed of light, 186,000 miles a second, we will disappear. Who will disappear? Every born-again believer, baptized, Holy Ghost-filled believer will leave this earth. And it will be such a dynamic event because after this happens, then the seven-year tribulation will take place. And when it takes place, the Antichrist will come on the scene right, I would say, within two weeks. The Antichrist will come on the scene and say that he is Jesus Christ. And by this battle that's getting ready to open up, amen, Israel is going to win, and the world is going to believe this is a good time for peace talks, peace talks. And the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and talk peace talk. The white horse in the sixth chapter of Revelation says he comes with a bow with no arrows and a crown was given unto him. And a bow means he's coming in on diplomacy. He's coming in on a peace platform. He's coming on talking sweet words. He's coming in to energizing the people, making them believe that the rapture is nothing to it. He's going to make fire come out of heaven. He's going to do miracles. And the Jews are going to believe that this man is Jesus Christ when he is not Jesus Christ. That's why God said, I'm going to give you seven years to get it right. And they are going to get it right. Because when they come on the scene, the Antichrist is going to sign a covenant with the Jewish people and promise the Jews that he will protect them for seven years of peace, of peace. And the world will be amazed at this promise. But this promise is a big lie. Because the devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. Coming on the peace platform and he will deceive many people in believing that he is Jesus Christ and he is not Jesus Christ. He's the Antichrist. The Antichrist, it will be a man that will be energized by Lucifer and become the beast. When he becomes the beast, he turns on the Jewish nation in the middle of the tribulation period. And God tells the Jews, he said, in the last days, I'm going to cause you to come on the scene, and I'm going to cause you to preach the gospel like never before. And that gospel will be preached in the seventh chapter of Revelation. In Revelation, what Revelation say? Revelation says in the seventh chapter, behold. Listen to what it says. This is what the Jews are going to do. This is what God promised the Jews that he was going to let them do. And that is in what? In the seventh chapter of Revelation, it reads dustly. It reads dustly. Oh, man. Here's what it reads. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, and behold, four winds of the earth, and the wind should not blow upon the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw angels ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Saying, "Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads." And I heard the number of them which was sealed. All right. Now, right here in this seventh chapter, we have the the uh, uh, the church has, has been excommunicated. The church is not in this chapter. The church is not in the sixth chapter. The church is in the fifth chapter in heaven. The fifth chapter and the fourth chapter is the time when the church is raptured up and in the fifth chapter, we're around the throne of God. That's what the church is at in the fourth and fifth chapters. The sixth chapter is the white horses. And at that same time, God is getting ready to get the Jews ready to preach the gospel which is the gospel of the kingdom. It is not the gospel of grace. It's the gospel of the kingdom. It's the gospel that the Jews are going to preach, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, and that he's coming back to set up his millennial kingdom. That is the message of that hour and that time, and the church will have no parts in that because we, as the church, is done with Our gospel of grace now is the gospel of the kingdom, and they are sealed. I heard the number of them which were sealed, they were sealed uh, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And out of each tribe, 12,000. And how many tribes? Twelve tribes. And he said, Of oh, the tribe of Judah was sealed twelve thousand. Out of the tribe of Reuben, twelve thousand, out of the tribe of Gad, twelve thousand, out of the tribe of Asher, twelve thousand, out of the tribe of Nephilim, twelve thousand, out of the tribe of Manasseh, twelve thousand, out of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Levi, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. All right. You got the 12,000, 144,000 Jews on earth. On earth. Because they were cut short at the cross. So God said, I owe you seven years. Here's where the Jew fulfill their ministry. God's going to start with the Jew and he's going to finish with the Jew because the Jew did not Fulfill the ministry, so the seven years is for the Jewish nation, and by being for the Jewish nation, the Gentiles will hear the Jews preach the gospel, and many Gentiles and Jews will be saved from the ministry of the gospel of the kingdom that will be preached by the Jewish people. That's why the Jews now are back in their land, and they're in there to stay, and these six nations, the Ring of Fire cannot get rid of them because God says you touch them, you touch the apple of mine eye, and these these nations are going to be defeated by God Almighty, and it's going to bring a semi-peace for the Antichrist to come, and when he comes, he's going to set up a seven-year covenant. A seven-year covenant. And then after the 144,000 priests of gospel for how long? 1,260 days equals 42 months, equals three and one-half years, equals times and times and dividing times. Four statements that describe the longevity of their preaching. They will preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November for one year. And then they will preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, two years. Then they will preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And then they will preach January, February, March, April, May, June, Six months equals three and one-half years. They will preach that long. They will preach on NBC, ABC, TNN, CNN. They will preach on TikTok. They will preach on YouTube. They will preach on Twitter. They will preach on every, every mechanism that man has For communication, it will be preached from heaven through the satellites that's circling the earth right now, and they got 600 satellites that circle the earth that can beam on the mid-city of Jerusalem and broadcast it 24-7, 24-7 every day for three and one-half years The three and one-half years will be fulfilled three and one half years if the rapture would happen this september i said if if the rapture would happen this september that means 27 that means that means 20 that means 24 25 Twenty-six and part of twenty-seven. The gospel will be preached by the Jewish people, and after they get through preaching the gospel, this is what John said. This is what this is what the Bible say. I ain't talking about what somebody guessing up. I'm talking about what the Bible say. The B I B L E, the book for you and me, the book and only book that God wrote two holy men, and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Never made a mistake. It can't make a mistake. It's right or all right. It's all right. So here we go. Here we go. In the seventh chapter, we see John says this. Now, this is what John said after the three and one half years. He said, look at here, And beheld. And after this, the ninth verse, that's 79. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man can number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robe, palms in their hands. Now, these are the ones that heard the gospel from the 144,000, and they received Christ, and now they're at the throne with palms in their hands, And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation, salvation. No, no, it ain't no name of no church. It ain't the name of some preacher. It says, Salvation to who? To who? To who? To God, which sitteth upon the throne and into the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and about the elders. And the four beasts fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be to our God forever and ever and ever, amen. And one of the elders said, one of the elders answered and said, enter me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes and which came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou know it. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes, their souls, their spirit, and made them white, made them white in what? Oh, look over here. White in the blood of what? Of the Lamb of God. 53rd chapter of Isaiah said this is the Messiah that was led to the slaughter like a dumb lamb. This is the one that was nailed to the cross. This is the one that dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder. This is the one that went down in the grave and preached to those in prison. This is the one that got up on his own power and shed his blood. And since he shed his blood, the tribulation saints are saying, Praise God's salvation, salvation, salvation unto our God. And they stood around the throne, and the elders and the four beasts fell on their faces, and they worshiped God, saying, Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. These 144,000 will affect the whole world all continents, all seven continents, every island, every Hamlet, every ghetto. People will hear. People will hear. The gospel of the kingdom by the Jews for three and one-half years equal 1,260 days. And after they get through preaching, multitudes of people from around the world will receive Christ and go through the great tribulation. And at the end of the tribulation, they will be around the throne praising God. And that's why John says, these are they that came to great trials and tribulation. These are called the tribulation saints. There are four classes of saints. Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, tribulation saints, and the millennium saints. It said saint, S-A-I-N-T. It didn't say denomination. It didn't say the theologian. It said saints, blood-washed saints. And they are around the throne. And while they are around the throne, the church is there. The church will see this. The church will witness this. I will witness it. And when they end of the tribulation, saints, all these will be at the judgment seat. Not the great white throne, but the throne of Bema seat. In the middle of the tribulation period, the 144,000 will be done with their mission, and they will be called up to meet the Lord. They may die in the tribulation too. They might be beheaded too. And when they beheaded, because this Antichrist coming, man, he's going to be a madman. He going to kill everybody that make a stand for Jesus Christ. You make a stand for Jesus Christ, you're a dead meat, because the devil don't want you to live. The devil don't want you to carry the name of Jesus. The devil don't want you to be... A, a, a firebrand or evil generation. The devil don't want you to praise the Lord. The devil don't want you to be victorious. And so now he said, I've got to get rid of these crazy fools. I'm going to kill them all. And they were found around the throne of the almighty God. So when they killed or when the Lord raptured them up, they would be silent by death. And God said, I ain't through yet. I got another three and one half years. I got another three and a half years for the gospel of the kingdom to be preached. And I'm going to bring forth two sticks of dynamite. What you mean, preacher? I'm going to bring two, forth, two prophets of the Old Testament. I'm going to bring some prophets from the Old Testament to witness to the New Testament and to witness to Israel and to witness to what? The sinners of the world, the wickedness of the world. I'm going to send two prophets in the middle of the tribulation period. Who are they? The Bible tells me the two prophets are Moses And Elijah. Why is that, preacher? Moses is the only prophet that has a relationship with Israel. Elijah is the only prophet that had a relationship with Israel. Moses did not finish his ministry. Elijah did not finish his ministry. Moses was known a prophet of the plagues. Elijah was known a prophet of fire and of drought. These two men will come on the scene and they will perform miracles that happened in the Old Testament and bring it into the New Testament and they will turn the world upside down. They will preach for the last three and and one-half years. Here we go again. January, February, March, April, May. I ain't gonna go all the way through. That's one year. January, February, March, April, May. Going on through. I, I I finished up December. Going on through. That's two years. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That's another year and six months. These profits will cover the news media. They will preach 24-7 all day, all night, all day, all night, all day, all year, all month. The world is going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ down to the teeth. That's one that will perform of preaching the gospel of the kingdom is three angels. Three angels will preach the gospel in the close of the last three and one half years. They will fly around the world. God is getting ready to take over. God is getting ready to take over this world. Satan done had it for 6,000 years, and he made a mess out of it. Nothing but a mess. He's got people going crazy. He's got people shooting themselves. He's got people shooting other people. He got the school system messed up. He got some of the church folks messed up. He got some of the preachers messed up. He got everything messed up that wanna be messed up with him. And God said, I'm getting ready to take over. You done had it. And I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give the devil last seven years and try to do his whatever he's gonna try to do. And then I'm gonna take over at the battle of Armageddon. At the battle Of Armageddon God is going to take over this earth Through his son Jesus Christ Hallelujah In the middle of the tribulation period There's going to be a false Resurrection The resurrection will cause The antichrist To be shot in the head with a bullet Lay in the morgue for three Days And there will be a war Literally galactical War in heaven well, Michael and his angels will cast out the devil and the red dragon and the serpent will be cast out of heaven. And the Antichrist will be laying in the mug dead as a doughnut. And Lucifer, here come Lucifer, here comes the raw-headed, slew-foot devil on his last episode. He don't cause all the wars in the world, all the killing, all, all, all this shit, catapult. Devil is the call, and God permitted it to what? To try to awaken the people from their sleep. And so, what happened? The devil says, "Now I am going to resurrect his body. I'm going to get inside of his body, and I'm going to pick this body up and let it walk around, and then I'm going to claim that I am God Almighty, and he will desecrate the temple." Abomination, desolation Spoken by Daniel the prophet I'm going to desecrate the temple And I'm going to Cause abomination, desolation Spoken by Daniel the prophet And he will go inside The holies of holies And desecrate the ark of the covenant And he sits in the holies of holies And claiming that he is God He sets up an image of the beast, which is a worldwide computer. They call it AI, AI, automatic intelligence. And he is going to cause both small and great, rich and poor, ugly and pretty, to receive a mark on their forehead or on the back of their hand and they already got it in Bitcoin. They're already setting it up. China is going to cause for the whole world to go cashless. It'll be what? It'll be imitation status quo. It will be a cashless money system. And he will cause those that will not receive the mark to be beheaded by guillotines, put in prisons, and literally killed for the cause of Christ in the United States of America because America is going to fall under the hand of the Iron Fist, the Antichrist. Western Europe will be the focal point of the Antichrist taking over the whole world, the both religious world, the political world, and the financial world. And he will rule for the last three and one-half years. But before that happened, we got to go back into the rings of fire, the battle that's going on now in Jerusalem that battle will become victorious for the Jew, and it will cause a semi-peace. And that's going to cause Russia to say, since they could not do it, I'm going to make my move. And Putin right now needs five nations to join his army with planes and tanks and bullets and and, 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 and rockets. He needs five nations to go with him. After this battle gets through with Jerusalem, he is going to make a swoop attack up on Jerusalem and come up on the holy mountains from the north, from the north, from the north, from the north, come up on the holy mountains of God Almighty and try to overrun Jerusalem. And when he tries that, Ezekiel says this is what's going to happen. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. This is what's going to happen during the time of the Russia invasion. There's three invasions. Invasion of the Ring of Fire, which is is in operation now. And then Russia is going to make an invasion. And in the 38th chapter of Ezekiel, we will find this invasion, invasion occurring in the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. Brother Jackson, you in? 38 and 39th chapter of the book of Ezekiel says this. And the word of the Lord came to me. This is Ezekiel now. There's two chapters, but I won't be able to finish all tonight. But I want to go over this. I went over it before, but I want to go over it again. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against them. And say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all mine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed in all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, and all of them handling swords, Persia, one, Ethiopia, two, Libya, three, all of them with shields and helmets, Gomer, four, and all the bands of the house of Togomar, five, and the northern quarter and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared. And prepare for thyself. Thou and all thy company that are assembling unto thee. And be thou a guard unto them. After many days. After 2600 years. That's what that means. After many days. Thou shalt be visited. That's Israel going to be visited in the latter years, latter years, latter years, 2023, latter years, way down the road. From 606 B.C. to now, that's a long way. That's a long haul. Now we're in the last day, and it says, enter the land that is brought back from the sword. Who is that? Israel brought back from the sword. 1948, they were brought back. Ever since then, they've been coming back, and they're back there for good. They ain't going out there no more. Amen. They're going to be judged right there in Jerusalem, and they're going to come out victorious because a remnant shall be saved. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And he says, They brought back from the sword and gathered out of many nations against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought back from out of the nation, and they shall dwell safely. All of them. In other words, Israel going to have a temporary safety zone. But that safety zone is not going to last too long. It's not going to last too long because when Russia comes down on there, this is what the Lord going to do. He's going to do this. This is what the Lord says he's going to do. And it says, that's the 38th chapter at the 18th verse of Ezekiel. And it shall come to pass at the same time, when God shall come up against the land of Israel, says the Lord God that my fury shall come up in my face. God says, fury, fury going to come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking, a great shaking, a great shaking in the land of Israel so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep up on the earth and all all the men that upon on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, said the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are, what? With him and overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify, God said, I'm gonna magnify myself. Ah, the nations of the world have been little me. They've been little me for almost 6,000 years. They've been cussing me out. They've been dogging me. they they rejected my son. They, 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 they belittled my son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known. I'm going to be known in the eyes of what many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. This is God Almighty talking. There's nobody but God Almighty talking. God said, y'all gonna know me. You can know me in in my grace or you can know me in my wrath. And majority of the world said, I'll take the wrath. I wanna know you in your wrath. I'm gonna see what you're gonna do. I'm gonna talk all this talk that you talk about. Business is yours. I will repay. I wanna see it. Well, brother, if you in the ark, out of the ark of safety, you're going to feel God's wrath because what God did, he took your wrath on Calvary's cross, and he nailed it to the cross, and you reject Christ. you reject rejecting the love and the mercy and the goodness of Christ, so now you've got to take your own punishment, and your own punishment is eternal destruction in the lake of fire that burns brim- brimstone. Don't go to hell. Don't miss heaven. Don't miss all this prophecy that's going on in the world today. Keep your eye on Jesus Christ, but don't let Jerusalem get you confused because Jerusalem will survive. Get your heart right with God. Get your heart right with God. If you get right with God in your heart personally, one-on-one, going to church or going to a building, sit down talking and praying and doing all the rituals of, 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 of serving the Lord is not going to get you to heaven. You've got to come and talk to Isaiah. 53rd chapter of Isaiah gives you the picture of why Christ died. He didn't die to have saved you. He didn't die to save you a little bit. He died to save your wretched soul from sin. And if you don't receive him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and your redemption of your soul by the blood of Jesus Christ, you will burn in hell. Don't go. Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul said, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Don't miss the rapture. For confession is made Salvation is made through confession. When you confess Christ to come into your life and you believe what he did on Calvary's cross, you got the key to salvation. Salvation is free. You don't have to pay a dime. Salvation is forever. You cannot be unsaved. If you save, if Christ saved you, you will saved forever. Ever, 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 ever. And the only way you can get to heaven if you are saved, you've got to have a new body. You've got to have a glorified body. You've got to have a body like Christ. You've got to have a body that does not have to have blood or heartbeat. You've got to have a body that's spotless. You've got to have a body that's perfect. You've got to have a body that's sinless, and that body can only be attained by the blood of Jesus Christ. After this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, Apostle Paul said, I have another building, not made with hands in the eternal heavens from me. And Job said, if a man die, shall he live again? He said, I'll wait till my change come, for I know my Redeemer liveth, for he shall stand upon the earth in the latter of days. I shall see him and not another. I shall behold him and not nigh. You need Jesus. The world is not going to get no better. The church is not going to come back where it used to be. It's getting ready to leave. And those that know Jesus Christ is going to leave this earth one day. And when you leave, there's going to be a vacuum. Millions of people will be missing. There'll be plane crashes, automobile accidents, people losing their mind, jumping off a building, a drug increase. There'll be sex activity. There'll be more sin increasing and increasing until men will actually go insane mad because sin will drive you mad. The more you involved in it, the, 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 the crazy you get. And Jesus Christ said, I can stop it. I can stop it by my sacrificial blood. I can stop it because I got up out the grave on my own power. And I paid the penalty for sin, death, hell, and the grave. So nobody can stop me. If you want Jesus tonight, you can get it. You don't have to squall and call and you don't have to beat your head against the wall. You don't have to do nothing but say, Lord, I am a sinner and I need your salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Come into my life now. I am sorry for what I've done. Come into my soul. Clean me up. Make my soul whiter than snow. Give me a new life. Give me a new song. Give me a new way. Give me a new look. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ got it. He got it all, brother. Sister, he got it all. Oh, will I trust him. Oh, will I lean on him. Oh, will I depend upon him. He got it. You accept Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about another dive forever. Because he said, I will never, 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 never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. He was talking about a saint. He wasn't talking about a sinner. He was talking about a saint. He said, I got you forever. He tells the sinner to come to him. When the sinner comes to him and receives Christ, he said, I got you now. The devil can't touch you with nothing. The only thing he the devil can mess with is that old flesh and it it's it's crazy anyway, it ain't gonna change. And flesh is imminent against God. God God don't like no flesh. He's a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. There ain't no other way. Ain't nobody good. Make up ways and try to go around Robin Hood's barn. You try to go any other way, guess what? You're a thief and a robber. And there's No thief has eternal life. No robber has eternal life. You're trying to rob God. You can't rob God. You're robbing yourself from what? Eternal life. God made man on this earth for his glorification. God made man on this earth to praise his name. God made man to show all other creation that he is God all by himself, don't need nobody else. Yeah! Why don't you try him tonight? I guarantee you with everything I've got, you'll be satisfied because Jesus, only one, can satisfy your soul. Your sex escapades and you different kinds of drug addicts, different kinds of lesbianism and homosexualism and sodominite. And eh, that stuff is rotten to the core. Heaven is worth it all just to know that Jesus Christ is real All the way. All the way. All the way. All the way. Brothers and sisters, this is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Watchman on the Wall. Continue to pray for me in my endeavor to get the gospel out. Don't give up. Keep on pressing. Because the time is coming when men are going to call out on the name of the Lord. Men are going to howl out. And the Bible says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved by what? The grace of God. And there you will be a joyful to live with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Thank you for your attentive ear. Continue to stay strong. Continue to be what God has called you to be in his last and evil days. Keep looking up because we know one thing. Jesus Christ is on his way. God bless you. We'll go a little off, off a little early tonight. But well, God bless you. I'll see you Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. We'll go over it again and again and again. Time is running out. God bless you. This is Elder Jeebazar. Bless your name.